Namaste, motherfuckers, and welcome to Tantric Conversation, episode number 11. John Morgan. John Morgan, former uh, calendar editor of Punchline Magazine and current uh, blogger and website editor of One Way Richmond. You're one stop for all things going on in the Richmond area. Um, any given week, any given weekend, a thorough compendium of stuff to do, things to see, places to go, shit to laugh at, stuff to gawk at, junk for your ear holes. Um, haven't, uh, haven't talked to John in a while. It was nice to sit down with him at his place and, and uh, shoot the shit. Uh, I found out the true origin of better than jumping off the Lee Bridge. It's quite a little bit more literal than I would have expected. And we'll get to that in a bit. Um, I uh, This week I got to talk to Mr. Dave Brocky of, of Gore and many other things fame. And uh, when I was over there, I happened to notice that there's a barbecue coming up with a whole shit ton of bands, including COC, COC of the Animosity and Blind uh, Era, that type of stuff. No Pepper Keenan, no Southern Metal Rock. Um, Municipal Waste, Ex Cops, bunch of bands. It's like it's out at Haddad's at that uh, the White Trash Riviera, Haddad's White Trash Trailer Park, uh, Water Park. Trailer Park, Water Park, kind of rolls off the tongue. Charles City, thirty dollars. That should be cool. We'll be talking. We'll be we'll be reminding you about that as we go along. Um, man, I had a rough day. I had a rough day with some female people in my life. Um, my sister and uh, an old friend of mine, and just a lot of arguing and talking till I'm blue in the face, trying to. Um, get them to see reason and uh, just try to get some stuff across and what I think is a you know what starts out for me being a, a loving kind compassionate way and uh, before long I'm fucking stark raving loony I'm yelling I'm losing my shit and uh, you know it's kind of sucks that I'm I'm uh, dealing with all this drama from one person who's a thousand miles away. We already broke up over this crap a year ago, but we've been having this nice, like, uh, fantasy chit-chat thing going on, put in a lot of time on the telephone over the last few months, and uh, it all came to this today with an unfriending and me just having to put up a block and put up a boundary and say, I can't take no more of this. Everything's. I'm trying to be nice. Things coming out of me, getting twisted around, given back to me in the form of a curved blade in the sternum. And uh, you know, man, I. It really does astonish me. I mean, I've been on a, I've been on a journey of uh, attempting to be more mindful in my interactions with people. I, I do put, make quite a study of it. And quite a practice of not being a dick and trying to listen and uh, really improve relationships and it blows my fucking mind how these things can still blow up in my face like 
they did when I wasn't even attempting to do this. Um, yeah, it brings up a lot of questions about free will and uh, just how much how much you can change, how much choice you got over how you act and how things go down. I know I ain't got a lot of power over what other people do and a lot of this shit is other people's shit, but um, it doesn't make it any less, uh, I don't know, hurtful and frustrating when my good intentions are handed back to me as a big fuck you. Um, that's what's on my mind right now, that and... Um, you know, been in, I've been enjoying doing this. I've done I've done a lot more podcasts recently. Um, I was doing like I was recording two of them a week and doing one every day. Now, um, had some very interesting conversations. A lot of different people. I have a whole bunch more lined up for the weekend. I got Cam Denunzio and Herschel and Liz uh, Skrobyshevsky Humes from Wordy Birds, and also formerly of a Punchline person. I got a bunch of other ones lined up next week. And um, I'm looking forward to them. These these talks are great, and they're all different. Um, I just never know what I'm going to get out of them. And you know, they're, uns- they're I don't go in there with any questions planned out or anything. You just turn on the mics and start talking, and you know, different shit happens every time. Uh, the Dave one was was wild, and he was he was ready, man. You turn on the mics, he's just rolling. And uh, I had a good time. I got I got a little history out of him. I am. <laughs> I'm really interested in people who've been around having careers as artists um, have been around here like 20, 30 years. I always want to know what happened, like how it started 30 years ago. Um, I'm almost like less interested in what's happened recently in the uh, archaeological dusky old past. But, um, well, here we go. We've got Mr. John Morgan coming up. And, uh, hey, you know, if you think about it, stop by the old the old encourage me page and and do something for me you don't have to have a paypal you can use a credit card sorry i, I accept credit. an evolution of what you were doing at punchline because you were like the calendar guy at punchline right i was and um you the second calendar guy like jayon was really the I, first calendar. yeah guy. i think i think i took over cam cam was real heavy and with denali when i came aboard there <clears throat> excuse well, me he, he was writing he was doing music reviews when I came yeah. back from New York, and then I started writing a bunch of music reviews. He was writing re- music reviews, and but Brian, he didn't have anything to do with the calendar. I don't know. I remember that being Jayon, that was just and Jayon. then Jayon would get interns to do it. And yeah, then, well, that's how I started out there. You were I, was, an intern. I was an intern, and I didn't really write that much. And when I did, I got a lot of help, obviously, from Leslie, who was a great copy editor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pete, um, Pete threw a lot of stuff of my stuff out the window but looking back uh, I don't blame him through what were you writing stuff yeah you and what I did was um, I think with Punchline I did a little bit of everything there mostly with the music calendar but I it gave me some confidence mm-hmm. which I guess I really didn't find until later and four years ago when I started One Way Richmond I, I got a lot of negative feedback about my writing which I, I don't care mm-hmm but I think it's more on the grammar end. Hmm. You know, I've always had professors tell me that uh, when I was in school that you know you're not a, a bad writer. It's just your grammar's atrocious. That's and that, what they got editors for. I know, but also <laughs> I don't read books. Everyone that's good at grammar has something in common. They read books. Yeah. But going back to Punchline was uh, 
some of my stuff did get published, but the main reason I was there is I it wasn't so much that I just wanted to be a part of it. Yeah, and I look back at my two years there as. Uh, you know, earlier I referenced the early 2000s as a dark period, but I I, I really do. Uh, uh, those two years at Punchline were amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad. And that I was was, part of was it. that the last two years of Punchline, or was it close to it? It was close. Uh, when I left, I think they hung around for another year. Yeah. Do you have any idea when they stopped publishing? I was just it was 2000. I actually I do know the answer. I believe it was. It was definitely 2003, and it was probably the spring. But you remember how in the back he always had the, uh, that weird picture of somebody? I forget what they called it. Like something to do, like not paparazzi, but a weird word. I don't remember. On the back page? Yeah. Uh-uh. And I was there was a picture of me with this Hungarian girl with her arm around me from Budapest. That, that, so I, technically I was in the last issue. Wow. The <laughs> and I, the title, Pete had the titles like Tales from the Dark Side. Oh yeah, I don't know what he called that picture. Something weird, like I don't remember now. Out and about, not that. I don't even want to try. It, but it, yeah, but every issue had like just this odd picture of somebody around Richmond. So when Punchline uh, shut down, what were what were you doing at that point? Did you have any kind of a job, or were you- I was in Budapest. Oh yeah, what the hell? What was and, that all about? Uh, that was all right, that was the dark really dark part of the early 2000s. How did you decide to go to Budapest? Um, I really didn't. I, I went to Europe and then I um, went to a couple of places, uh, the, the usual cities that you might go to, but then I just heard so many great things about Budapest. What were the usual cities, like Paris? Uh, Amsterdam, uh-huh. Berlin, Paris, um, Prague, and so I... I um, I made it down to Budapest, and I just uh, linked up with this, uh, it's like a youth hostel, but, um, you know, why, why not? I, I sold ecstasy, so they let me stay for free. Really? Did you go over there to do that? or No, no, no. it just happened. Yeah. How the and hell did you get hooked? Just, up? So I also you, stayed there a while. So you're just some random mean. American kid that shows up in Europe and and with no no green card, and all of a sudden you're selling drugs. And well, the the deal was you could stay in Hungary. I did a lot more than just sell X, but that that helped. Well, tell me, uh, come on, let's back up. You here. had to wait. Leave what and made come you back? go to Europe? Like you just said, I want to go to Europe. And um, I, was there a girl? Is it what the hell? There's always that. There's there's just it was a really rough time. Sounds like fucking. I'm out of here. Okay. And this was in '02. I vaguely remember the fall this. of '02, and um. I went over there, but but for three months I stayed in Budapest. And you you can at the time you didn't need a visa; you just need a passport. Mm-hmm. And then what you had to do was you had to go to um, what country? God, what's the name? I forgot the name of the country. But after uh, ninety days, mm-hmm. then you would just go to another country and get a, a stamp. You talking about the country that? Budapest is a city. Is, in, yeah, but I'm talking about Hungary. Hung- you leave uh, Hungary, uh-huh. and there's this um, Sri Lanka. That's part of the Czech Republic. Or part? It was Srebrenica. No, it's part of Yugoslavia. Oh fuck it! I know. I'm so bad, Jared. Anyway, you would go. You would spend like a day there. You would get the stamp on your passport. Mm-hmm. 
because that they weren't part of the EU yet. Because right. EU, you could just go to country to country, These are like, like the states. former Baltic states. Or yeah. Something. Uh-huh. So then you would come back. So it, you know, the one thing I really tried, I actually did try, I tried to get a job in Budapest. I really loved it. But if you didn't speak Hungarian, or uh, you could speak Russian and get away with working there, uh, it was good luck. You yeah. Know, so. A legitimate job. So yeah, you, you were yes. so you, you managed to get hooked up selling. Well, it 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 was they would sell drugs out of that hostel, and you know I would do that with the ex. But also they were just super cool. There was a mm-hmm. lot. That was probably more like, hey, you can stay here for free because you you spend enough money on booze and and mm-hmm. you hang out and it's cool. And uh, it got it got too rough though. Like I started partying a little too hard, mm-hmm. and I um I regret some of the the, the tail end of of my tenure. Did you get in any trouble? Yeah, I did. You did with the, like the police, not the police, but other people there. Other people and myself. Oh wow! It was the first time in my life where I was scared that I'm doing too much. Yeah. So what do I do? I continue to do it uh, as I leave and venture over to Croatia and Italy and Spain. And um, Spain was... Uh, I kinda, American and foreign countries continue selling drugs and partying. You're, this is, I understand this is a recipe for... It is. Disaster. Especially when you're, you're, you're doing a lot of uh, things you shouldn't be doing. <laughs> um, I hope this isn't going to be on WRV. Well, who but. gives a shit? It's like, I know. It's I know. Like, I d- are, are we innocent babes in the woods? Everybody no. knows about and every My family knows. If you're 43, like I am, mm-hmm. you, you know, everything's out. And you yeah. just don't care. Because now I'm not in any of that. I barely drink now. Yeah. I might smoke a little weed. I don't touch hard But, okay, like... Picture of you in the back of Punchline with a Hungarian girl. A cute one. Flash too. forward, you go to Budapest. Is there a connection? Well, that was while I was there. Oh, okay. So you, you were asking. This. I was when Punchline went down. You were already. Over I was there. already over and there. You I was sent there that for a picture months. from there. And yeah, there, uh, and I didn't think anything of it. And Pete, sure enough, put it and would ended up being the last episode. Okay, so our our lost, wandering, exiled, uh, yeah, John Morgan. Okay. But um, so what was the uh, what was the closest call you had uh, when you were out there? And what was, uh, tell me some highlights about that. You know, some oh, of the man, things that, that was really ten years ago. That was a bad time. There's nothing that like really sticks out in your mind as like a real like uh, Conan moment or a real uh, Midnight Express moment or you know. No, there were um, midgets with. Uh, yeah, I wish there was something like that. You know, I think. A couple of things. Um, for those who know me, know that I'm disabled. Um, a lot of people were like, "Wow, you did all that alone." It really isn't that hard. Getting on trains is not hard. Staying in hot, or and then people you would meet would put you up. Yeah, and I think a lot of people saw that angle. With me, I was just trying to escape my problems. And if anyone knows by now. You go to Siberia or Antarctica, your problems are going to follow you. Yeah, yeah, it, totally. It's a it's a mindset. Yeah. So you brought up the fact that you're disabled. Mm-hmm. What is the what do you call? What is there a, a name for the particular disability? It's it's called arthrogryposis, and including you. But that's all right. A lot of people think it's from thalidomide. Yeah. 
That I, was a somebody, big. I don't. I didn't come up with that on my own. I know. know. I don't care. I, the um, by the way, well, we'll get into that later. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, nothing. Not Please feel free to come back about around you. to something you want to talk about later. But no, I'm just saying it's that a, is it that regular? was big in Europe in the early '60s that uh-huh. women took to um, enhance childbirth, uh-huh. for lack of a better way of describing that. And my mom had me in Halloween of 69. Mm-hmm. And obviously when I was younger, I would bring that up. I'm like, no, no. And, and it's it's like a joint deficiency. It's like I just wasn't developed as a kid properly. Were you born that way? Or yeah. Just, you were? Okay. Yeah. And so, like, you might have looked like me in the womb, but then eventually... You know, became like a regular Joe uh-huh. uh, to where I just kind of stopped. Your arms stopped developing yes. at a certain point. And yeah. no one, I mean, we go decades back, generations back, no one in my family is remotely like this. So there's no, nobody knows why, it's just a completely random It really thing is. Happened. It's a one in a gazillion chance. And, um, you know, I, I think again, if you, if you look at the extended family on both my parents' side, it's just like what happened. Mm-hmm. But it's just bad luck. It's why I don't gamble. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if yeah. you, well that asp- that's a, a roll of the dice, I guess, genetically. But yeah. you seem to have good luck going around. Uh, I do. I live completely an independent life. Yeah, and um, you know it's it's not it's not easy but it's not hard i think most people think it's more difficult than i do and i'm not trying to prove anything mm-hmm. it's just i made a decision not to kill myself to be honest with you so here i am i gotta yeah. make the best of it when did when 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 did you actually make was that an ongoing decision or did you decide at some point like from this point forward there will be no killing myself like uh, maybe ninety four. Yeah. Um, I was in a rough way. There's a trend to this conversation. I was in a bad way many, many years. <laughs> many, many, many. Hey man, you know I can relate. I know, I know. I was in a real bad way, and of all people, I don't know if you remember uh, John Smith. He was in a band called it's Stalingrad, an and then Connie Cook Line. I know, I know. I do remember that Connie Cook Line. Yeah, you know? and they were getting really big, and their drummer Steve West, who went on to be right. in Pavement, mm-hmm. know him. But mm-hmm. Connie Cook Line was rolling right they along. They played a mixer at my high school in like 1985. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and that—that's what they did, and they had a real prayer. And I think the people behind REM or maybe Let's Active were looking at them, and then mm-hmm. John just kind of went south he had a lot of issues with heroin and and um i hope he's better now i know he got clean he really got into religious like Mm -hmm. in a bad way like waving bibles at ninth and main street in downtown richmond Uh but i again i i I, nothing but great things about this guy because like i was saying he was the one that saw you know this isn't right and that was the first time and really the only time I ever went to like NA and AA meetings, I went to a couple. Oh, yeah. And personally, it just wasn't for me. I, if it works for other people, maybe it works for you. So That's you were, wonderful. You were having, you were getting into pr- a territory in the, in that at that point in the late, mid, early 90s? Yeah. And, and there, there's you. a reason why I know every street in every ghetto of Richmond, Virginia. <laughs> there, there's a reason for that. So, well, and, I mean, you know, you know also it, it, 
a lot of people were well, when I say people I didn't really know many girls if any and they certainly weren't coming my way but you know at that time you're 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 my friends are all had serious girlfriends and some of them were starting to get married I've gone full circle now everyone's getting divorced but, <laughs> but back then you're like and then I you know I was bouncing around job to job I'd quit school like 24 25 this years was old 24 1994 uh-huh. uh, I basically lived at the shot house or as most people know it as the ODC club oh uh huh and you know that but um but again John Smith just kind of gave me a smack said man you you can't be like that and then i admit since then i've you you know i get really down and depressed but i i don't think i've ever been suicidal Mm -hmm. i've i've often said this which is there i i really would not want to be around i don't want to be around i don't want to be alive is that suicidal or depression to say that because, like I said earlier, I am. So you just deal with it. I mean, it. I've been there. I've felt like you know. I mean, that's depressed. Absolutely. You know, I guess depressed is 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 one one lower than suicidal. Um, depression can lead to being suicidal. It's hopelessness. You yeah. know. So um, you know, and obviously, I mean, I've been there. You know, I've got oh, a lot of people I, uh, I've been. Mm-hmm. In fact, most of my friends, because I have a, a, quite a cast of characters. Uh, of friends, you know, I have people that are ultra conservative that live out in the suburbs to anarchist gutter punk friends. You know, well, I remember everybody. when we were doing that landscaping thing, the guys were always talking about, uh, "Hey, let's go do some Len," you know, which yeah. they had named this substance they enjoyed after Len Bias. Yes, and in <laughs> uh, private, classy. <laughs> that started at, at Trinity, but yeah. Yeah, so these are the nice West End, you know. West End, South, South End. Side, a little bit mm-hmm. of everybody. But Upper middle honest, class kids. Yeah, if if you go to private school, chances are you, 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 your parents did okay. Yeah, you got money and very a lot of times very little parental guidance, like a latchkey mm-hmm. kid with a mm-hmm. bunch of cash. Cause that's, you know, my parents sent me to um, private school in Marymount. Yeah, Marymount. My sister went there. Oh, really? Way older than you, though. Oh. She graduated in 81. Oh, yeah. She was gone. I got there in 84. But uh, I was lined up to go to Armstrong for high school, and uh, we just pretty much figured that I I would learn some things there, but it wouldn't help help me with college, probably. So. And so we, they sent me to Marymount, and but you know part of the thinking was like I'm not going to be getting exposed to the kind of stuff that you would be getting exposed to in high school. Um, but all of my friends who went to public high schools. The worst they did was drink a little bit and maybe yeah, get get into a little weed. Mm-hmm. But like the kids that I met out in um, in the prep schools were yeah. they were doing hard drugs, drinking real hard. Like they had the money they to had afford the money it. to get that yeah. stuff. Yeah, and like, you know, I mean, it's like that John Hughes thing. I mean, parents are not there. People are partying in these palaces mm-hmm. yeah. out there and, and all manner of stuff's going on. And at the time, we all felt like we were adults. and like, these are kids. Like, yeah. you know, having like Caligula parties. We were, we were idiots. I wish <laughs> I was part of the Caligula thing. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. But back then, I was like, my frame of mind was there's three things in life sex drugs and rock and roll or Mm -hmm. music and if you don't get one of them you double up on the other two so Uh i love music uh i think one way richmond proves that especially local music and um i i've done a lot of drugs in my time so is that your um 
one way Richmond. Let's let's come around to that. Yeah. So I, when did you, you came back from uh, Europe after? I came back from Europe in '03. Um, went and I just felt so guilty at 33 years old for what I had done because what I did was mostly what a 22 year old might have done. So I mm-hmm. went right back to school uh-huh. and graduated with a degree that hasn't done shit. Got on dick for what me. was it? Uh, Bachelor of Science in Sociology from mm-hmm. the Virginia Commonwealth University. Yeah. We're on um, the map now. But, uh, and then I started doing odd jobs. I was working in Charlottesville for a while at um, Music Today, Live Nation ticketing went through them. And uh, I hung out quite many times with uh, Jahan, which was nice because I didn't really know him in Richmond. Mm-hmm. Our friendship kind of flourished. In Charlottesville, which was nice, and and um, my father, uh, who spent the last few months of his life at UVA Hospital. Oh, so yeah, there was a lot of Charlottesville between '05 and '08, and I also was living in Jackson Ward. And then '08, um, I again just odd jobs. Uh, that's obviously when the economy crashed. What was the deal mm. with the the Live Nation? That, uh, I left because I just couldn't live in Charlottesville. I couldn't oh. commute. So then the second option was live. And, again, I think the world of that town. Uh, but it's it's really expensive, for one. Mm-hmm. But, two, it's just it's not for me. It's just very boring. And, you know, I bitch and moan about women not talking to me in Richmond. Imagine living <laughs> up there. <laughs> you just, it's kind of interesting that Jan's really made a go of it up there. I was just talking to somebody... Yet last night I was doing one of these interviews and she was talking about going to college at UVA and was just like, I must not have gotten the memo that we were all going to be wearing pink and, you know, doing this, the stereotypical like preppy handbook oh, yeah. thing up there. It's, it's still, up there. It's, it's yeah. still for real. Yet that's a, it, the weird thing is, is it's a very cosmopolitan school. I mean, there are people from all over the world that go there. There is, but, but it, I think the majority the of dominant it, culture is still this. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the majority of the school, and and the, also it's gotten even if you're in state, it's gotten even more expensive. And my concern is that a lot of these kids that deserve to go there, mm-hmm. it being can't. State, can't get in. Yeah. So you. Uh, you finished school and you screwed around. I screwed around, and then in '09, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm I'm in, sitting in my apartment in in Jackson Ward. I lived above ADA Art Gallery, which I've worked part time as well mm-hmm. at, and uh, I just was like, you know what, I, I'm just going to pour it out, and that was One Way Richmond, and then I was like, well, I got to come up with this cool tag. Mm-hmm. So then a better life than jumping off the Lee Bridge, going back to 94, which I came damn close that's to doing, could, <laughs> but John Smith got in my life and got in my face and said, wait a minute. So how close did you come to jumping off the Lee Bridge? Eh, not that close. Were you on the bridge? Yes. I was on the railing. Well, that's pretty close. Yeah. But, I mean, all I was was just some drunk idiot feeling sorry for myself. Mm-hmm. That's but they, they call that a, a suicide, a, a long-term solution to a short-term problem. Yeah, you ever heard that before? No, but it's good. But to I'm know. glad you didn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, well, you wouldn't have known me. Not many people would have known me because yeah. still in '94, 
I was just starting, I, I guess, you know, when I really started hanging out with a lot of musicians and, and the other side of what I call it, East of the Poe, which again saved my life, mm-hmm. was around that time. Before that, yeah, I lived in West Hampton and I only knew a select group of people and zero women or girls mm-hmm. were, were talking to me. So I was like, well, what? What's going on over here? And I, you know, my my first real apartment was at Fushi and Broad in '92, which is above where Terrence is now. Oh yeah, and that opened up a lot of eyes and windows for me. You know, I, and again, the ODC club was across the street. Right, right. And uh, I think so, I'm sorry. Go no, no, no. You can finish what you're saying. I was just saying at that time I was at VCU and I was, I was a night clerk at Super Eight Motel out by the airport. Oh hell yeah! You might have seen some stuff out there. Oh, I did. Were there any of the any cleanups while you were out there where they had to call the crew to come? No, no but I would let these drug dealers from Holland Springs get free rooms. They just had to be out by six a.m. Mm. And man, I got hooked up galore doing that. I bet. I always wonder why those guys <laughs> set themselves up in, in hotels and motels like that. And how, yeah, those were the uh-huh. days. There they, was one time where they broke into every car in the parking lot, and my boss saw it. But then I'm looking. I'm like, there's my Jeep right in the middle, and it's unscathed. And she <laughs> never put two and two together. But. I mean, think about it. You're a manager of a Super 8 motel. I mean, you're smarter than me, but you're not that smart. <laughs> But that's, you know, I've had these most fucked up jobs going, looking back. So your tagline for One Way Richmond is is better than jumping off the Lee Bridge. A better life than jumping jumping off off the Lee Bridge. So where did you, and that's like basically you're saying, hey, you know, it's bad here, but here's some reasons not to jump off the Lee Bridge. There's this band playing tonight. There's, you know, okay. Yes, exactly. And how did you come up with One Way Richmond? There's so many one-way streets, obviously, ah. um, but also, in my opinion, there's one way to live in the city, and that's my way. But also, I would say <laughs> your way, because we're rare. We're original Richmonders. We're yeah. purebred Richmond. Uh-huh. A lot of people, oh, I'm from Richmond. I'm like, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you really grew up in Brander Mill or Hanover, and, mm-hmm. and half the city seems to be from Lynchburg. Is that mm-hmm. me? I haven't noticed that. No, I would I, mean, I would move here from Lynchburg too if I had a creative mind. You sure as hell can't be creative down there. There's definitely a lot more transplants, but I don't I don't know a lot of people that grew grew up I mean, I know people that grew up in Northside the Fan and Churchill, mm-hmm. but they're all like our generation. Like Yeah, exactly. You don't you really don't see it as much anymore. But yeah, but that's, I, I, I see people running around with babies in these places, but I guess it's Well what you are what you point. said earlier, I think you how you're talking about there's people who are just like, you know what, fuck what I'm supposed to do. I'm gonna live in the city because I love it. Yeah. And now, you know, they're bringing their children up, and there are a lot of good elementary schools in Richmond. I think a lot of people at least that buys them five years mm-hmm. if they want to move out or not. But yeah, they like the they like the William Fox, uh, they like the John B. Carey mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. But once yeah. we get start getting up to the middle schools and the high schools, yeah, it's then like time to pull your kids out. And like, this is just a reality. Like, I went to those middle schools and. Uh, it's it was I was there was a survival thing even at you know twelve thirteen years old I'm having mm-hmm. to deal with a whole lot of like you know scary I mean bullying type stuff in those schools and I wasn't real focused on learning yeah you know and it's I mean the the, the education is available in these schools it's the 
the fact that it's kind of a zoo as far as like yeah. The um, I mean, their kids coming in there from the high school next door, you know, just roaming the halls. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, know. they have metal to metal metal detectors. Thank you yeah. at, at the high school. I mean, that's just I, I can't believe it, but that's just the age we're in, you know. So um, yeah, we could talk about this. Kind I know, of stuff I know, bit. I could. Go but I want to know a little bit more about One Way Richmond because I'm so lazy. Mm-hmm. I haven't really looked at the site yet. I see your show picks on. That's Facebook. what my bread and butter yeah. is. That people love that, and it's very extensive. And what I do is I include everything. I mean, uh, you know, there's some people, some kid the other day said, "Oh, all he does is like punk and some metal and noise." Like, man, I'm the only one that does. Like the Latin clubs in South Richmond. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one that does the redneck bars out in the strip malls, out in the boonies with the honky tonk and the new country and all. And and what I do that's different than anyone else is that you know I do the pictures. People love pictures, right? But I do these comments that make zero sense after the show pick. None of it is real. It's completely out of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> and people seem to like that because, you know, you can go to style or richmond.com. Um, you know, it's just in print. You can either get smarmy commentary about it or you can get Yeah, but they don't even have commentary about it, really. And, and I remember you were talking about, like, with, with in the Pete uh, podcast that you were just talking about, or he was as well, that, that style, which I think has gotten a little bit better, I'll give them that, but it used to just be about yeah, what's going on at Lewis Skinner, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there's so much more. And if than something that. was in their mm-hmm. calendar d- section, it was because somebody really went to the trouble of sending mm-hmm. it to them. Yes, but but, but punchline, Jayon really went out there and called like he called every club every mm-hmm. week to confirm that they still even had karaoke. Oh yeah, on Tuesday yeah. night, yeah. you know. So is that the kind of thing that you're doing? Or yes, you- exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I have. Obviously, I don't have 5,000 friends, but on Facebook, I do. And, mm-hmm. and that's because I can talk to every musician, basically, in Richmond mm-hmm. if I want to. And then and, and 99.9% of the time, they are more than helpful and polite, and, and, and that's why I do it. Mm-hmm. But um, So you get to connect with a lot of people. I do. I have, I have a lot of connections now via Twitter. Um, good old-fashioned email uh but i'm also the guy if i'm driving down the street and i see a, a flyer i will slam on the brakes do a crazy u-turn and go make sure i know about that show because right. nothing pisses me off more than missing a show which i do from time to time and another thing that i do that i don't think anyone else is doing is i include house shows and I've talked to most. You mean of pe- shows are happening at house parties? Yes, uh-huh. and I, I'm very careful with that. I never put the address. I just put you know, kind of lead them where you can find it. And mm-hmm. I, I do try to stay in contact with most of the guys that book those shows. Just you know, because uh, when I first started One Way Richmond, Caps and uh, ABC and City Police were just fucking everything up mm-hmm. as usual. I think. They've calmed down a little bit thanks to public outcry. Mm-hmm. And two, there's been so many robberies lately. They got better things to they do. They got better things yeah. to do. Yeah. Uh, the, the house parties is a wonder, uh, mm-hmm. excellent tradition in this town. Absolutely. The best shows I've ever seen have been mm-hmm. in somebody's living room or yeah. in some basement. I think the like first show I ever saw in Richmond was a house show. And then I remember. Um, Remember the guys in King Sour used to live on that corner building, and it became Queer Space, and it was in Jackson Ward. I'm sorry, next to where Gallery Five is. 
It's this bluish gray building. I think it's for sale as we uh, speak. Uh, yeah. A diagonal from the, the dairy apartment. Triangle shaped building? Or no? Kind of. But they. I just remember seeing shows in there like a lot. Like in the early, like when I was like 21, 22, 23. Yeah. I saw a lot of an Oregon Hill at. The, like I think Chris Bobes and Jim Thompson lived in a house on Cherry Street. That sounds and, right. And I saw Babes yeah. in Toyland in their living room yeah. one time. And I think that was just some random thing. Like, they came to town to do a show and just added that house party onto it. Yeah. But, yeah. like, there used to be Bay. Remember Bay? He used to have those uh, Love Kill Hydro Grow Fiasco parties. His like name was Bay? Bay. Bay Sharp? Bay Devolution. Oh, okay. I know but he Bay was Sharp. having... He had that building before ODC was in it. Okay, he was running that with this guy that was making concrete furniture. Was downstairs. it Steve Douglas? No, his name was Ralph. Raphael. You know, he would run. He ran Twisters. Now he's in Australia. Well, I'm, was he the guy that booked Twisters or the? Yes. Guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before he was Jerry, the, Bird. right? He was the guy that yeah. booked. First, he was booking over at the Metro. Uh, yeah, when, when that had a venue upstairs, right? And then he went over to Twisters. Yeah, that guy was great. He bu- he got a lot of good stuff through here. I saw Jesus Lizard up there. Though I heard he pulled some shit once in a while like claiming Soundgarden was going to be at a show for a local show and then people showed up and they're like oh they canceled yeah it was never going to I can see I think every booker's done that but I saw a bunch of shows upstairs from what is now ODC Uh, Bay used to have these parties up there and like I would invest in the kegs and he would pay me back like profit yeah like selling five bucks to drink beer and watch a show and um, I never like knew King they did Sour. anything like that up there. It went on for, like, first he had that place, and he did a, a, about two or three of them. And, like, I remember King Sour playing up there. I, don't, I can't remember any other bands, but there was a bunch of other bands that played up there. And then then he had the place next door, and it was, like, three floors, and he had a bunch I've of I've been in there. Stuff. I've seen yeah. shows. And now I think the first floor of that is now, like, the, the quote-unquote new Fieldings. Oh, you really? know, the field, uh-huh. as far as a gay after hours club, yeah. we don't have it anymore. But yeah. I think they did something I read somewhere with the the part you're talking like they knocked a wall down so it's part of ODC. Oh, it's connected now. So I uh-huh. think they can use like the same. This had a license. big like sliding cargo d- door that you entered through. Yeah, and I really lo- like loved that the gallery shows. People had galleries that were not much more than. You know, a storefront. Yeah, it wasn't like it is. It wasn't First Friday's gallery. No, you know, like, and they lived upstairs. What was that one? It was Gallery Six. It had like a eight ball logo or something like that for it. It was like Jeff Killen and uh, a couple other guys. It was right on Grace on on Main Street, like near where that little right before Belvedere. I mean, now that building's torn down. It's like got that that star. Maybe I know one. what you're talking. Yeah, now it's part of like, that that whole new Some phase VCU building, of VCU. Yeah, yeah I do. What remember the hell that was that place. called? Gallery Six or Space Thirteen? Space Thirteen. S- that sounds. It's more no. and the word space in it. I think was it Space Thirteen. God, that is yeah, going yeah. Back. That's that's what it was, and it was they had art shows there and like yeah. bands played. But that that and you know at that point I was like somebody said to me, uh, "I'm going to move to New York." I'm like, "What are you going to do that for?" Like, we got a great scene here going on in all these warehouses and these galleries and stuff. There are all these bands. There are all these artists. There's a lot going on. Why go up there? Everybody's up there. You know, make something happen. They're doing the same thing. It's just bigger. A year or two later, there was none of that stuff going on because the cops and trainee and everybody cracked down on all this. ABC just crawled up the ass of everything that was going on all over town. You couldn't have some keg party in a warehouse and get away with it. Yeah. 
and um, and there was nothing going on here suddenly, like '93. Mm-hmm. It's always been you know. waves. This yeah. town with with the scene, the music scene, especially, and I, I think we're on a great wave Seems right like now. It. But a lot of it, I think, has to do with they've calmed down a little bit. And when I I interviewed the mayor two years ago about caps and um, what's caps? Community assisted um, police. Police, yeah, uh, but what, what it was, yeah, I, services. Police squad. I gotta get out and go Leslie look at Wilson. it. But, um, what it is is it was initiated for like decaying ho- homes, uh-huh. and you know, the absentee landlords, and like oh and oh okay. So they would go in and they would you know take seize the place, knock it down. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I believe it was started when Wilder was mayor. And then it expanded to uh, like to get rid of drug houses, crack houses. Makes sense. But then all of a sudden, it became you know anything illegal, like having a show in a warehouse with a bunch of white art students. Versus (laughs) over here, you got these shootings in Gilpin. But no, let's go shut down this warehouse over by Union. You know, until I talked to you just now, I'd forgotten how much the ABC has been used as a as a wand. To basically, well, like, that mess state with it was them and the city, which right. was caps. But yeah, so you were double they just whammy. Just the ABC on you, mm-hmm. like they did. I remember like k- bitching about this that back in when we had a thriving music scene on Gray Street, and there was the Jade Elephant and Newgate oh, yeah. Prison, yeah. and the Metro around the corner there, and there was Dervies and uh, what was it, uh, Marvins and Marvin. We just like, Newgate Prison. Yeah, I said that already. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's cool. That's okay. Try and pay attention. <laughs> I know. Try um, but. They came in there looking for underage drinking violations and all this stuff because basically the West Avenue Association, yeah, that one like three blocks of like honkies owning property in the city near VCU, mm-hmm. who, you know, we're still- paying a lot of taxes, so yeah. they have a right to complain a lot because most of the you know people living in the city are rental and mm-hmm. whatever, but. So, but they really put a lot of pressure on what's going on around there, and then they, and then them together with Eugene Trainey coming in and saying, "Hey, look this this little." strip over here is you know yeah. with, the, with the strip club and the porn theater yeah which is like the vcu theater was the lee x or lee art mm-hmm. porn theater with dirt woman always out in front right of and it, you yeah. got all of these bikers and, and punk rock. i mean it, yeah. it really was like you you'd come down and look at the school and be like uh, the kids would be like yeah the parents would be like no yeah so yeah. they just use abc and saying oh they're underage drinking going on in these clubs there was way less underage drinking going on in those clubs than there were in the clubs where the u of r kids go like down there in Shaco Bottom before it became what it is now mm-hmm. that was where all of that collegiate prep school yeah. drinking was going on and there were tons of 18 year old women drinking it was those chatties of course they, they yeah. yeah and what was that what was the one on the corner oh Castle, Castle Thunder Castle Thunder yeah. yep and, and uh, <laughs> old what was that shot. other uh, Castle Thunder and the Bird in Hand and yeah, all that shit right, Bird in Hand but it wasn't evenly applied they just used it as an excuse to get rid of cultural stuff they didn't want yeah. around and, and they also wanted to expand these. I mean you look at Gray Street now it's like a yeah. dorm every inch yeah yeah and, and I'm just praying and apparently everything I've read there's no indication at all that VCU wants strange matter. If that stays open, I'm cool. It'll happen. It probably will, but like maybe ten or twenty years down the road, well, you know, you just got to forget about. That's not a convenient place to go see shows anymore, really. Like if I think about having to drive my car over there and park. I mean, I guess it, for people who live around there and walk, like students and stuff, but. 
Like, I don't want to go get in the, in gnarled up in the middle of that stuff, you know. Parking is going to get a lot harder, unfortunately. Um, okay, they're building the new dorms on 800 Baca Grace, but what people don't see coming, they're going to build two more towers where the old Community Pride or you craps was yeah yeah and then eventually you know that oh, they're going to build, build towers in that parking lot yes two of them in yes. that spot oh yes. my god and then you know where that old folks home is next to that seven yeah yeah that always has an ambulance from yeah exactly <laughs> yep. yes that one um which is, it could be more than true um that eventually i bet vc will grab that building they, 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 oh they could probably just fix that one up yeah just fix it up baby i don't so i'm actually going to probably post this this week Okay. So uh, you can actually throw some picks on here uh, if you want to talk about anything that you can think of off the top of your head that's worth checking out. Um, Well, I really like this goth industrial show at Fallout on Thursday. Dissector. um, Oh, man, I was just writing about this for RVA. I do a column for RVA Mag, like previews. Oh, yeah. Yeah. uh, Little Black Rain Clouds, which is a band I like from here. They're more like trip hop, ambient, goth. I, see, I got to get all these terms. This mm-hmm. is something I'm getting good at. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, Face Melt Friday is Saturday. That's Black Liquid's uh, hip hop showcase where all the best MCs um, get on the get on the mic. I, I always have a good time. It's there. an open mic kind of thing, or is it? You no, know, it's you're known. Okay, but. Um, you know, if if you can spit, as these kids say today, they'll they'll put you on the mic. And then, um, I guess what what other shows pop out? Um, I know there's a really good punk show, uh, Oi Punk and uh, Psycho Billy. You gotta have more Who's Psycho Billy. Who's the Oi Band? Do you know? It's called Never Wrong. That show is Saturday at McCormick's. Okay, is it an early one or is it a? Uh, those shows probably start at nine or ten and yeah. go till two. Um, uh, do, 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 uh, just racking my brain here. Uh, tomorrow, uh, a band I really like, Sediment Club, is playing at Strange Matter with a bunch of like other industrial, excuse me, not industrial, I'll just have that word in my head, but experimental type, noise type bands. Mm-hmm. And um, these, like I said, I, I just focus on these because these are the ones I'm writing about. I'm kind of giving away my column for tomorrow. Yeah, but it's, no, it's reinforcing yeah, your I column. Know. You know, we could put this. Uh, this is, uh, uh, we'll but also, I would like to do a little thing about uh, tantric conversations. That's yeah, all right. Let's do that. Yeah, and, and, and get people because, uh, I, like I said, the ones I've heard have been great, and I love how you're getting like all the old school Richmonders. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing Dave Broggy tomorrow. I'm there excited you go. about well, that. That'll, that'll be a lot better interview than mine. This has been a great one, man, and I, I need to wrap it up because I actually do got to piss bad as a motherfucker right now. Thank you, Curtis. Bye. <laughs> Hey. 
guys just chilling out with this. This has been Tantric Conversations. You've been invited to the quiet storm. Sit back, relax, and let your mind go. Mm-hmm.